0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Back Check, the Hockey History Podcast, where we revisit the cases uh, of inclusion the Hall of Fame among NHL players. My name is Riley. I am with Bill. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing all right. And today we have the class of uh, 1966, I almost said 96, um, a preposterous class of nine players, <laughs> which is maybe why at some point in the future, the Hall of Fame created a rule that you could only induct four um this is one of those classes where it's really hard to know why they went crazy and did this like this in part because only one of the players was recently retired yeah uh the other eight players had been retired for anywhere between uh 10 and uh or sorry nine no 10 10 in like 15 years uh 13 years sorry so it's hard to know um We don't really know why these processes went. You know, we were uh, last episode we were talking about Turk Broda, who was like one of the great is one of the greatest playoff goalies of all time, and it took him like twelve years to get in the Hall of Fame, or fifteen years, sorry, to get in the Hall of Fame. So who knows? Um, In order to cover them, we're going to break this up into three episodes, and we're going to do it by year they entered the league because that felt like the best arbitrary way to sort it out. Um, And so we're going to start this first part with uh Hector Toe Blake, uh Walter Babe Pratt, it's all nicknames except for Frank Brimsek who's the last one. So we've got uh a forward, uh a defenseman and a goalie, which is nice and fitting. Um and and then in the subsequent episodes for this ridiculous uh ridiculous class we're going to be talking about Ken Reardon, Elmer Lack, Max Bentley, uh Butch Bouchard Ted Teter Kennedy, Ted Lindsay, and I think that's it. I think I got everybody there. So, like, lots of people. But this one, we're going to start with uh, the oldest of the, the players who were inducted um, in 66, and that is uh, Toe Blake, who at this point was having a lot of success as a coach uh, with the Canadians when he was inducted and is, I believe, wh- among the most successful coaches – the playoff wise in NHL history, if I'm not mistaken. Um he coached like a meet, like pretty soon after. Yeah, he won uh he's won uh, it appears to be eight Stanley Cups as a coach. So he was pretty successful as a coach. Nice. Um so uh he began his career in thirty four and obviously he played his entire career for the Habs. Oh sorry obviously he didn't play his entire career for the Habs. He <laughs> played his most of his career for the Habs. He did play eight games for the Maroons,
1: the Maroons.
0: Um, That's some old timey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and he retired in 48 uh, after the war. Um, but he didn't, unlike some of the players we've talked about lately, he did not actually go play in or play for the army in world war two, like so many other people, probably because he was in his thirties. Um, at his retirement, he was 7th all-time in goals, but he was 2nd all-time in assists behind only Bill Cowley, and he was 2nd all-time in points behind only Bill Cowley, who got his own special entry class two years later. He was 18th all-time in games, 25th all-time in point shares, and he was also 18th all-time in offensive point shares at his retirement, so he's you know one of the very best forwards, at least by totals, in NHL history at his retirement. He was also 8th uh, all-time in goals per game, but that's only 14 qualifying players, but he was 2nd all-time in points per game and only 4 qualifying players, uh, so that doesn't make him look as good, but he was behind Cowley and then ahead of Nell Stewart and Sid Howe. Um, he doesn't qualify for because that requires 300 assists to get 294, but if we lower it so he does, he was 2nd all-time in assists per game behind only Bill Cowley. However, Again, there's only five qualifying players. Those other players are Frank Boucher, Harry Watson, or Phil Watson, I'm not sure which and Sid Howe. Probably Phil Watson. Um he's probably better than Harry. Of <laughs> the uh, thirteen playing at least four hundred and ninety two games or six modern seasons between thirty-four and forty-eight. He's first in goals thirty-one. He's first in goals per game. He's second in assists second assist for game, second in points, second in points per game, second in offensive point shares, uh, fourth forward in defensive point shares. Or fifth, depending on whether or not you include Bill uh, Dick Clapper, and uh, second games played and fifth in point shares. So, like one of the best forwards of his era, and by goals, the best forward of his era. And it's not really close. His 82 game average is impressive for the era at 75 points, which is almost a point per game, which of course is fairly rare for the 30s, uh, though much more common in the late 40s when he was still playing his three-year peak was 42 to 45. Not surprisingly when everyone was at the war and it's a 67 points for 50 games. So well above a 50 game average. And again, that's when the league exploded in terms of scoring playoff wise, he was third all time in goals behind his teammate, Maurice Richard and Gordy Drillon, or Drillon, Uh, however you pronouncing that. Uh, he was also <laughs> first all time in assist playoff assists and he was first all time in, uh, Playoff points uh, By nine I forgot to check How long he held those records For but I suspect not very long Because um, Richard was uh, You know still playing for Many years after Yeah Yeah. Um, And uh, he was 20th all time In games Uh, In terms of per game He was fourth all time in playoff goals per game Behind Richard Teddy Kennedy, Gordie Drian, but only some qualifying players. And he was second all time in playoff assists for game behind his teammate, uh, Elmer Lack. And again, only three qualifying players, the other one being Bill Kelly, who is actually he was behind in terms of regular season this is for game, but ahead of in terms of playoff assist per game. He's also first all time in playoff points per game by a whopping Point four, which must be some kind of typo it's crazy (laughs) Uh, i don't even know how that's possible um and the one thing to keep in mind there is there's only two qualifying players the other is still apps from the leafs because even in the late 40s not very many players had scored 50 playoff points it just wasn't a thing that had happened because as i've said a million times uh stanley cup games were not counted as playoff nhl playoff games until 1927 um of the 46 skaters playing at least 41 playoff games between 34 and 48 he's second in playoff goals second in playoff goals per game first in assists first in assists per game by 0.09 first in playoff points and first in playoff points per game by 0.25 so a quarter of a point which is crazy and 15th in playoff games Um, so one of the better regular season performers, one of the regular uh, forwards of his era, one of the best uh, playoff forward of his era. Pretty, pretty great numbers. Yeah. The yeah, adjustment they, for they Jump off the pages. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the adjustment for ERA, um, as usual, loves him because he played in the 30s, so it bumps him up to a hilarious 105 <laughs> points per 82 games, which is uh, plus 30, um, I think. Yeah. Plus 30. Which is just absurd. Um, You know, obviously that's not real. Uh, He's also, uh, if you take that seriously, he's 24th all time in adjusted goals per game and 11th all time adjusted points per game. But you know, you gotta take that with a grain of salt. Um, His versus X adjustment, uh, also it also likes him because it loves players from this era. And per game, he's 14th all time in versus X goals per game. Tenth all-time in assists per game, and tenth all-time point, in points per game, which is very high. And if you raise the qualifier to 410 games or five seasons, he is 13th all-time in goals per game, ninth all-time in assists per game, so even better. Um, only one trade; he was traded at 23 with Ken Grivel or Grivel and Bill Miller to the Habs for Lauren Shabbat, and um, I believe it was the second time. I don't remember. Lauren Shabbat got traded a bunch. But anyway, um, when we looked at the best Habs trades ever, we ranked this as the eighth greatest Habs trade of all time because Lauren Shabbat was old. And, uh, you know, the Habs got this great all-star player out of it. Um, and I think Lauren Shabbat probably only had a few years left for the Maroons. He won the Hart in '39. Uh, However, when we talked about it on our episode, we were torn between Bill Cowley and Dick Clapper. Mm-hmm. One of us voted for Kelly. One of us voted for Clapper. I don't remember which. Um, so we don't actually necessarily agree with that call. Uh, it was weirdly his only nomination. Uh, just to give you some idea, he did lead the league in uh, points uh, that year. Um, let me see where he was in goals. He was uh, not in the top 10 in goals. He was seventh in assists. Somehow that made him first in points. He must have had like... a 11, been 11th in goals or something. Um, but he was, you know, he was uh seventh in points per game um, or sorry, assist per game. My apologies. He was uh, not in top 10 in goals per game and uh, points per game. He was also not in the top 10. So he, he definitely had a bit of a compiler year that year. I guess a lot of people were hurt and per, presumably while one person favored Cali, it was because uh, Cali had much better per game numbers. Uh, he made, oh, sorry, he's he won the Lady Bing. He is also on the 100 Greatest NHL players list, which is no surprise. He was a first uh, team All-Star three times, and second team twice, so five total, which is a fair amount. He was a top-ten player by point shares in 45 and 46, even though he won the Harden. Um, oh, sorry, I, I, I screwed that up. Uh, he won the Harden 39. Why did I say 47? No idea why.
1: What did he win in 47?
0: <laughs> uh, in 39, he was uh, second in goals, and uh, he had 47 points. That's why I was saying that. Ah, okay. he was second in goals and seventh in assists. That makes a lot more sense. Uh, and he was second in goals per game and ninth in assists per game and second in points per game, presumably behind Kelly. All right, that makes way more sense. That year, he was the best offensive player in the league uh, by point shares um and he was top three or top five in other, in six and then top 10 in 43. uh he was top five in goals three times top 10 four times top five in goals for game similarly three times top 10 five times he is one of only 13 players at his retirement to have 25 goals three times because it was low scoring back then and short seasons and he's one of only eight players to have 20 goals six times he was top five assists once, top ten seven times, which is a lot for back then. Top five assists per game once, top ten six times. He led the league in points that one year in 39th. Uh, he was top five three times, though, and top ten six times. And top five in points per game three times, and top ten seven times. So he's, he was a top five player in the league, you know, for a few years, and top ten for over half a decade. And then if you do per game, he was even it was even longer than that. He was one of only 22 players ever to uh have 60 points at least once at his retirement but more notably he was the only player ever at his retirement to score 50 points five times versus x has him right in the middle sort of his best seven seasons versus x has him as uh 51st in goals 66th in and 61st in points so very respectable but also like you know not one of the absolute greatest ever Mm -hmm. his best 10 seasons he improves 41st all time in goals so that's 10 points higher Sixty first in assists, which is five, and then fifty fourth in points, uh, which is seven places higher on that list. So um he won more cups as a coach, but he won cups because he was a hab.
1: And yep. he was at, <laughs> right at the
0: beginning of the period of dominance when the habs were just like he he's arguably he's the first. You could say, I mean Aurel Joliat uh and uh I can't remember if Howie Moran's played for the Habs and the Maroons, or maybe just one of them. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I um, definitely played
1: for the Habs. So. Yeah.
0: So I guess Moran's was first, but Blake was, like, Blake began the tradition of, like, sort of handing off, you know. Like, I don't know if he la- overlapped with Moran's or not, but, like, Blake was the star, and then Rashard and Lack were the stars, and then Valovo mm-hmm. came You know, it was just, like, they they never, like, sucked from Blake's yeah. point one, basically. Um, and, uh, yeah, so he won some cups. Um, he was probably the best player, uh, or he might have been the best player on the 44 Habs. Um, Bill Dernan had a GA of 153, and uh, Richard broke the goals record. However, uh, Blake led the playoffs in assistant points. So, you know, you could you could debate it. Uh, the conspire mm-hmm. had it existed that year would be... A, a real argument. In 45, wait, did they I didn't think they won in 45. It was 46 though. Yeah, 46. Why does that say 45? Um yeah, they didn't win in 45. 45 is the of course the year that Richard, I think, had 50 and 50, and then of course did they didn't win the cup. Anyway, mm-hmm. in 46, uh, he led the playoffs in goals and they won the championship. And then 47, they didn't win the cup. They finished second. He led the playoffs in assists though. And then he also um, he actually won with the Maroons back at the beginning of his career, but he only played one game, but he's technically on the cup there. So he has three cups, but two of them are the important ones. And then, of course, he has a he uh, was a runner up too. So nothing like the crazy cups of later tabs. Yeah, but still three. And then he also uh, won a Memorial Cup with uh, Sudbury in 32. Um, however, um, he. Uh, you know I, I don't know exactly what his role was there we don't the stats are sometimes hard to figure out unless someone like absolutely dominated you know mm-hmm. um, scoring uh, and I don't I don't see his stats here on the page so so I mean you know he's one of the best forwards of his era um, he would be way more famous if
1: he were on a different franchise I think it's safe to say yep
0: <laughs> I just the guys who came after him had better careers.
1: Basically. Yeah, and it's like you you play for the Habs like you can be you can be a Hall of Famer and not have your number retired by the Canadians Like that's yeah. totally a thing that's going to like yeah. happen, probably will happen to Carey Price. I don't know if they'll ever yeah. retire his number, but I think he'll make the Hall of Fame. So Yeah. And I mean, honestly, <laughs> you could argue he's more famous as
0: a coach now. He has got eight oh, co- yeah. uh, eight cups as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's and how now, I know. Him. Yeah. And uh honestly, like his his career, which was good, it wasn't like it wasn't Richard good. It wasn't Lelo yeah. good, but it was good.
1: Whenever people talk oh. about him in Montreal, it's always as a coach. Yeah, like, yeah. Here's what I
0: found. And he, he, uh, you know, he was maybe like six years, I think six years between when he uh, retired and became the head coach. He might have been an assistant before then. Um, let me see. He retired in 48. 56. So it was eight years, but he was maybe – I don't know if he was assistant assistant coach first. He literally just like took over, and then they won five straight cups. Wow, his coaching record is insane. Yeah, five cups, including a uh, um, a playoff win loss percentage that is that never dips below seventy three percent. Wow, uh, for the first five seasons of his career. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it's his his playoff winning
1: percentage. Bill is sixty nine percent. Wow, those those Habs teams were just a wagon, man. Like just Yeah. And if you beat them it was going to be in 7 games, like you had like the only way you could beat yeah. them, almost.
0: His his regular season winning uh, points percentage is lower than his playoff winning percentage. Wow. Uh but it's still like in the 600s. It's it's 63 points percentage and then playoff 69. Just Yeah. Bonkers. Um so there's a reason he's more famous as a coach probably, but mm-hmm. um he was, you know, a pretty great player. Uh, certainly you could argue the best left wing of his era or very close to it, depending on how you want to define his era. Um the Busher Jackson overlapped and Busher Jackson was pretty good, but he he started early. Yeah. Um
1: yeah, anyway, uh pretty good uh safe to say (laughs) yeah Um, i I would say he probably belongs yeah he probably belongs (laughs) so the next year uh, uh, a different player uh different
0: position though honestly given given how players played he might have played forward too at some point babe pratt um started a year later in the nhl for the rangers and would move around a little bit more uh he played 12 seasons uh, from 30, 35 to forty-seven, so less than Blake. Uh, Blake was thirty-four to forty-eight. At his retirement, he was probably the seventh D all-time in goals. Um, I say probably because so many people switched positions back then mm-hmm. that, like, I I eliminated he was 17th when i did the stat head check and i eliminated 10 guys who were who played at least some time at forward but like at some point i probably lost count because honestly there's so many uh but in terms of points he was either the first or second defenseman all time depending on how many of those points dick clapper scored as a defenseman he of course was a forward for a while and then he was either second or fifth all time in um in terms of uh, points total, I think, sorry, I said points before I meant assists for Dick Clapper uh, being first or second Dick Clapper. And the guys ahead of him are Dick Clapper, who who played forward as well. Abby Goodfellow, who played forward as well. Hall, Flash Hollett, who didn't play forward. He was just a defenseman. So he's ahead of him. And Babe Siebert, who played forward as well. So it's probable that at least in terms of total, Babe Pratt was like, very close to the greatest, one of the greatest offensive defensemen ever at that point, which is not saying much because we're talking about the 30s and 40s. But <laughs> like, as far as I know, he didn't play forward, and most of the people who outscored him, except for Flash Hollett, uh played forward. Uh, he was also eighth all time in uh, games played among defensemen. I think there were four guys above him who I think were forwards primarily or partially. And he was 15th all-time in point shares and probably the 7th, maybe the ninth defenseman. At his retirement, he was 7th or 8th all-time in defensive point shares. I don't, uh, that shouldn't say that, it should just be 7th. And he was the 6th D all-time in offensive point shares if we eliminated a bunch of guys above him who played forward for half their careers. So, obviously, uh, he scored 83 goals and 293 total points, so he wouldn't qualify for any leaderboards. But if we lower them uh, so that he does, in terms of per-game numbers, he was somewhere between the 10th and 16th D all-time in goals per game, the first D all-time in assists per game, though only two players would qualify. The other one is Dick Clapper, who you know played forward. And then he was first all-time in points per game among defensemen as well. The players ahead of him. According to Stathead, are Milt Schmidt, who never played D as far as I know, but always pops up in these stupid lists, <laughs> Heavy Goodfellow, and Dick Clapper, both of whom played forward at one point. Of the 15 players who play at least some defense between um, 35 and 47 uh, and play 320 games or four modern seasons, he's second in goals or fifth, depending on who you cut out, second in goals per game or seventh, first in assists by 49. Uh, actually 42 ahead of the next guy, but that person's partially a forward, so 49. Uh, first in assists per game, or maybe second. First in points, second or fifth in points per game, and second or third in offensive point shares. First in defensive point shares, second in point shares, and first in game. So he's probably one of the better offensive defensemen of the era. We really don't know. I mean, he is one of the best offensive defensemen of the era. We really don't know like about his defense, obviously. Yeah. We don't even have plus-minus. <laughs> his shooting game average is 47 points his three-year peak though uh 42 to 45 again when the league exploded just like for blake his scoring one way up of 48 points per 50 game average so almost a point per game average which is unheard of for a defenseman outside of the early 20s and up until bobby Orr coming into the league playoffs he's first all-time in goals at his retirement among defensemen the two people ahead of him are schmidt and clapper He's second all-time in assists, playoff assists among defensemen. The people ahead of him are Flash Hollett and Neil Colville, who we talked about last episode, and who played, who scored almost all his points at forward. He he barely scored any points on defense after he switched, as we discussed last episode. And then uh, second all-time in uh, playoff points among defensemen behind him Flash Hollett and Dick Clapper's in there, too. But again, Clapper played a chunk of games before. He's the fourth defenseman uh in terms of games played as retirement clappers ahead of them but then it's flash hollett um red horner and a different Seabert. i think this is earl Siebert uh, one of them is s-i-e the other is s-e-i this is the s-e-i Seabert, and i believe that's earl and the other guy's babe but i could be getting them flipped around my apologies if i am i mean it's easy to do they have almost the same last name and they played at the same time <laughs> by the way bill do you know that yeah. there are two jalen williams for the oklahoma city thunder right now i did not know that it's insane and it's real. it's just like there ought to be a law like you can't, <laughs> can't
1: have you can't draft two guys with the same name at the same time like it well, should look- I, the canucks would make to differ <laughs> We we just drafted a defenseman like two years ago that's Elias Petterson. It's the exact oh, same name as the other guy. <laughs> I had no idea. I thought you were making a Sadeen joke. No, uh, no, no, no. I'm, that's, I'm dead serious. Like, that's we're like, oh, look, that worked out well for us last time. Let's draft a guy with the exact same name except he plays defense. That's really funny. Yeah. It's just
0: the thing now. Apparently in, in pro sports, no. you have to have guys. You have to have guys in your organization with the same name. Well um, Obviously, Pratt doesn't qualify for any playoff leaderboards either, but we're once again going to lower the qualifiers to figure out where he would rank. Uh, if we do, um, he uh, would be the first DL time in playoff goals per game at his retirement. Uh, the only, But there's only four qualifying players, including a four, uh, two forwards. Um, uh, Milt Schmidt, who would be ahead of him, and Dick Copper would be behind him. And then Earl Siebert, again, I think it's Earl, not Babe, who's also on that list. Uh, He would be the second D all-time playoff assist per game. Again, only five qualifying players. Um, The people ahead of him are Colville, not not a high-scoring defenseman, Flash Hallett, an actual defenseman, Milt Schmidt, who knows why. And then uh, then Dick Clapper would be below him. Um, And then, uh, similar story with... um, Points, he's the first defenseman all time in playoff points per game with both Neil Colville and Schmidt appearing ahead of him uh, on that stat head list and Flash Holland and DeClapper behind him. So even when you lower these qualifiers, there's only a few guys who qualify, but among those few players, he was a standout offensive defenseman. error wise, of uh, the 13. 13- Defenseman ish players to play 41 playoff games between 35 and 47. He's first or second in goals, second or fourth in goals per game, second in playoff assists, but he's behind by nine, which is a fair amount for back then.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: third or fourth in assists per game, second in points, third or fifth in playoff points per game, and second in playoff games. So just like with the regular season, he's one of the best offensive defensemen of his era. Um, Again, hockey reference his adjustment for error kind of loves him they bump him up to 64 points that's plus 16 points so not as crazy as toe blake but he's a defenseman uh 64 points per 82 games Um, obviously he wouldn't make any per game list because he's still well under a point per game versus x he doesn't qualify because he was not on any leaderboards um so there are multiple trades uh first he was on the rangers and he was traded to the leafs uh at 26. Uh, for Reg Garrett and Hank Goldup, two people I've never heard of before. <laughs> then, four years later, he was traded to the Bruins. Um, and you might wonder why this happened, given what we're about to talk about, uh, given his his success. And he is one of the various, because he had actually he won the Hart two years previously, and we're going to get to that in a second. So why was he traded to the Bruins? Well, he was caught gambling on Something, it might have been hockey, I don't remember Ooh, But he that's was gambling on sports, I believe uh, And so the Leafs traded him to the Bruins for Eric Pogue and uh, Cash um, And then he left the NHL a year later And I don't know if this was a uh, a choice Or whether he was essentially blackballed because of the gambling I'm not sure Ooh. So if you know, let us know Um, So, uh, he won the Hart in '44. And he won the heart with, you know, wild numbers for a defenseman, but not the wildest numbers for the league. So he had 17 goals and 58 points in 50 My games in 44. And the reason he probably won the heart is because he set the single season record for defense, points by a defenseman. Um, and uh, he had 12 more than the previous record, which is crazy amount. Um, 12 assists more than the previous record and 10 10 or 14 more than previous points uh, for defensemen because I don't know if the player he beat who I believe was the clapper was playing D or forward that year off the top of my head. But hilariously, he only made one first-team All-Star the year he won the Hart, and then he only (laughs) made one second-team All-Star the next season. And then, of course, he got caught gambling and then his that's the end of that yeah um he was a top five player somehow he was only a top five player by point shares uh in uh 44 it's one of those things where like point shares love defensemen scoring a lot it's crazy to me that pratt still wasn't didn't win like didn't lead the lead in point shares that season uh he was second he was second behind um let me check who he finished behind i would assume bill Cali, but I'm not sure. Or her, it might have been honestly. pain, honestly. It was, oh, it was actually second behind Bill Dernan. Bill Dernan, the goalie from Montreal, had almost twice as many point shares as Babe Pratt. That does happen when goalies play the entire season. Mm-hmm. I call them Babe Pratt. Babe Pratt. There we go. Um, <laughs> uh, he And he was 10, uh, top 10 three times, in, uh, so the other seasons are 43 and 45. He was the best defensive player by defensive point shares in 40. Of course, we have to take that with a huge grain of salt because, you know, we don't have even have plus minus, let alone a nice time. Um, and he was top five three times, top ten seven times, which is pretty decent. He was one of only probably eight, but up to fourteen defensemen to have at least uh, fifteen goals twice at his retirement, which is of course a lot for defensemen back then. He was top five in assists once, I believe that was the year he, you know, broke the record. Top ten assists per game twice. He was. uh, He also had 40 assists once, and I probably, I assume, he had to be the only uh, player, um, you know, to uh, to have done so, defenseman, um, to have done so uh, at his retirement. And uh, it took 11 years for anyone to break that assist record, and that was uh, Doug Harvey did in '55, and then points. He, of course, um, set the single season record for points by a defenseman. And this one, it held for um, 21 years until Pierre Pelote broke it in 1965. Um, so, you know, that one year, that was a crazy year. And uh, people didn't duplicate it again. Now, why exactly it happened, I really don't know. The Leafs, of course, were becoming very good. They would become excellent. Mm-hmm. uh a year or two later, um, they didn't. You know, this was in the year they won. I don't think. I think it was a couple of years. They, you know, their streak of four cups was. If I'm not mistaken. Slightly after uh, this, yeah, the first one was 45, not 44. Um, uh, so versus X, uh, adjusted peak. He obviously doesn't qualify for goals or either. Or it turns out for points either just for assists best seven seasons he's 195th all time best 10 he's 190th so he's on the list um but he's a defenseman he didn't score a lot of goals so he didn't get there otherwise um by points he was the best defenseman on two champions the 40 rangers and the 45 leafs but we really have no idea what his role was you got to assume based on the scoring that he was probably at least on the leafs the number 1 d but you know mm-hmm. And he was also on one runner-up the 37 Rangers. So, um, he's interesting because he had that one crazy season where he destroyed offensive records. And then otherwise, he had a pretty decent career, certainly a a strong offensive career for defensemen of the era. Um, But, like, he weirdly, he didn't score goals really much at all until he got to the Leafs. Like, his highest he had eight goals his first full season in the league. And then he didn't score more than eight again until he got traded to the Leafs, uh, five years later. And then once he got to the Leafs, he just scored like crazy Mm -hmm. Scored 12 goals, one season, 17, the next 18, the next. Um, so I don't know whether they, they
1: must've been using him differently. Right. You gotta, you gotta figure right? Like, otherwise this kind of doesn't make
0: sense. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and he was also being used on the power play. Like he had five power play goals, uh, in his sport in the 45 season. We only had two in the year that he, um, broke the records for, uh, you know, assistant points. Anyway, he is an interesting case. Um, I think, you know, that record setting here is like hard to ignore. Um, Uh, the fact is he won two cups and we got to assume he had a fairly big role. He certainly had a big role on one of them for sure, because he was, that was prior to the gambling scandal, I think. So, um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's one of these guys who is, he's one of those obscure, he's a heart trivia question, right? Like, mm-hmm. like if you were trying to get all the heart players, one of the guys you I know this, I've done sporkle
1: quizzes for heart winners. One of the guys <laughs> of course you with is Babe Pratt. Like who the hell is Babe Pratt? You know, just doesn't pop to your mind right away. Right. So,
0: no, oh, because all, honestly, I don't, I don't know anything about him until I did the notes. And, um,
1: yeah. Um any strong feelings either way yet. No. Um it's not as strong as uh not as strong as previous cases, but again, that, that whole defenseman thing is like makes it really hard. Yeah. <laughs> They're the hardest ones to judge, I feel. Yeah, I mean I I uh don't really
0: remember why we thought we should give it to Lack. I, I guess my guess is that the uh, the Habs were just a better team that year. Yeah. Um, and that's why. But, um, you know, it's also like he just he he destroyed the records, mm-hmm.
1: offensive records. Now, whether or not he was any good in his own end, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only only somebody who's older than our parents would know that. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, because as I always say with this, he won his heart when neither of my parents were
1: alive. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. So lastly, uh, we have Frank Brimsek, who uh, is notable as uh, the first, I think, the first great American NHL player. There had been... There, Hobie Baker predated him and was the first great American hockey player. Mm-hmm. Um, but I honestly don't know off the top of my head if there were any nhl stars who were american prior to Brimswick. uh he's a goalie and he played from 38 until 43 then you know interrupted by the war and then played from 45 to 50 uh 10 seasons all as a starter so far so good yeah. uh, at at his retirement he was third all-time in wins and shockingly the first american Uh, And behind only Turk Broda and Tiny Thompson. He was also first all time, or sorry, fifth all time in in losses, the first American, behind uh, Roy Waters, Turk Broda, John Rush Roach, and Tiny Thompson. He was also third all time in ties, or the first American, behind Broda, Waters, um, and he is still the fifth American in ties all time because ties stopped happening, behind only John Van Riesbroek, Ryan Miller, ties and overtime. Yeah, they've combined them now yeah uh, behind john van breesburg miller uh tom Barrasso, and jonathan quick it's hilarious that he's you know a they've combined the stats and b he's still top five yeah um he was also he's also uh 11th all-time in shutouts at his retirement and of course the first american he was third all-time in goalie point shares at his retirement and the first american behind turk broda and tiny thompson And the same thing goes for minutes behind Broda and Thompson. His um, 270 GAA was 12th all-time in his retirement, but only 17 qualifying players, putting him in almost the bottom third. But keep in mind that goalies in the 20s had, like, sub-two GAAs regularly. It was a very common thing. So, you know, the fact is he played the end of his career there, the league got a lot higher scoring. Uh, of the 14 goalies playing at least 82 games, I had to do only 82 because there's so few goalies who played consistently, um, <laughs> played in one moder- full modern season between 38 and 50. He's first in wins. He's first or last in losses, second in ties, first or last in total goals against, which makes sense. He played the most games. Six in GAA, not, not great out of 14, but not terrible. Uh, Second in shutouts was great. First in minutes, second in point shares, and first in games played. So he was the workhorse of the era. I mean, so was Turk Broda. Broda played longer, but of this smaller group, he was the workhorse. And also Broda also went to uh, um, the war as well. His season average would be 25, 18, and 8, with four shutouts and and 9.5 point shares. And his 82 game average would be 40, 29, and 13, six shutouts. 15.2 Fifteen point two point shares, which would be a very respectable record if anyone played a full season. Yeah. <laughs> um, playoff wise, he was second all time in playoff wins at his retirement, behind Broda, but notably behind Turk Broda by twenty three, because Turk Broda, of course, was ridiculous and won four cups in five years and you know five cups in a decade. So it's not a surprise that Brimsek is behind Broda in that regard. Um, He's also tied for first slash last in playoff losses. He's tied 16th, though, in shutouts. Only two playoff shutouts in his career, which is really not very many, given he played 68 games. So that doesn't look great. Uh, He was also second all-time in minutes behind Broda, but he's notably behind by nearly 1,400 minutes. Um, Again, second all-time in games. Uh, in terms of playoff games at his retirement but again t- behind by 23 and hilariously i just like to note that it's the exact same number of wins and games that brimsek is behind broda because Broda was great yeah <laughs> all these games all the time brimsek also had some shitty luck in terms of who he played for yeah i didn't really mention who he played for um i'm gonna pull that up now because i'm gonna get the teams wrong I'm- Pretty sure it was the Americans, or I mean the Rangers, but no, it was completely wrong. It was the uh, Bruins. So there you go. Uh, I shouldn't have said that out loud. <laughs> um, so, uh, era-wise of the... Uh, oh, sorry. we uh, One other thing, uh, GAA. Uh, he was tied 10th uh, in playoff GAA at his retirement, but it's worth knowing he was last among all qualifying players at this point so yes he he played enough to make that list but he also had the worst ga of of the 10 goalies who would qualify um so that's not amazing uh of the six goalies to play at least 20 playoff games between 30 and 50 he's second (laughs) behind by 19 behind broda first or last in losses first or last in total goals against Fourth, but second last among qualifying players, GAA, because it's six. Um, fourth, slash, tied for fourth, slash, tied for last in shutouts, because he only did two. six in minutes, but behind, uh, Brody, by nearly 800. And second in playoff games, but behind by 14. Adjustment for Era, uh, we can only do the one adjustment, because of course there weren't shots, so we can only do the GAA adjustment. His adjusted GAA is 278, which is not good enough to be on a top 25 leaderboard one one trade traded when he was 34 to the blackhawks who were at this point very sad sack for cash and then i mean he was already 34 so retired he did start late-ish like a lot of goals Mm -hmm. uh he won the vesna in 39 and 42 uh when it was still the jennings he won the calder in 39 he had a you know pretty standout rookie year uh, leading the league in GAA and shutouts. In fact, he never had more shutouts than he did in his rookie year. So he's one of those guys, who won. he's one of the rare uh, players, I think Barasso did this too, to win the Vesna and the Calder in the same year. But, uh, of course, Barasso won the Vesna when it was the actual Vesna. And, you know, yeah. And so was um, he was a first-team All-Star twice, but he was a second-team All-Star six times. Wow. Yeah. That's the second most end of season all star team appearances by a goalie, I believe, but it's also worth noting he played during the original six. And unlike centers and um uh wingers and defensemen, he had less competition for that second spot because there were literally six goalies in the league. That's true. For you know, he played he started in thirty eight, so the first few years there were more than six goalies. But at the end of his career there were only six goalies in the league. And he and he and he played a lot, right? He was a workhorse. Yeah. He was the best player by point shares three times, uh, which is tied the most ever, eighth or eighth most ever. And those years were 39, his rookie year, 41 and 42, right before the league exploded in offense. He was top five, eight times, which is tied sixth most ever and top 10, nine times. And he was the best goalie three times, which is the same year, 39, 41, 42, which is tied ninth most ever he was top five, nine times, top 10, 10 times. He led the league in wins twice. He was top five ten times, which is tied the eighth most ever. He led the league in ties four times, which is tied for the most ever. I didn't write down which goalie that's tied with. Sorry, but probably like Sajan or (laughs) somebody like that. That sounds right. Um, He was top five eight times, tied eighth most ever, top ten ten times. Nobody really cares about ties, though. Uh, He led the league (laughs) in goals against once, which is obviously not an accomplishment, but, you know, it's worth noting because it sort of denotes how much he played top five eight times ninth most ever top ten ten times GAA wise which is more important he led the league in GAA twice which is tied the ninth most ever so that's pretty good top five nine times which is tied ninth most ever and top ten ten times of course keep in mind half of his most of his career was original six he had a 1.75 and under GAA once one of only 22 goalies ever and a two and under twice one of only 23 goalies ever he led the league in shutouts twice he was top 5 10 times, which is tied 7th most all time. He also had 10 shutouts once, one of only 14 goalies ever, and that was in his rookie year, weirdly. He never once again came close. Huh. He had 5 shutouts, 4 times, one of only 11 goalies ever at his retirement. He led the league in minutes 4 times, which is top tied, uh, tied 7th uh, all time. Um, and notably, like he he's a real workhorse, right? So like yeah. it's not a surprise there. Top five, eight times, top ten, ten times. Um, he also was one of only four goalies ever to play make 4,000 minutes in a single season, which he did once. The only other goalies to do that at the time were Turk Broda, uh, some guy named Jeleno, and Chuck Rainer. Uh He led the league in games, played six times, which is tied the ninth most ever. Again, he was a work host. He was top five, eight times, top ten, ten times. In the IHL. Uh, which is a precursor, I believe, to the IHL. He was also a first-team All-Star once. This is before he entered the NHL. He won the George L. Davis Trophy, which I believe is the best goalie trophy in the EHL, and he was a second-team All-Star once. So the reason I bring this up is, of course, he started his career kind of late, and he had some success prior to entering the NHL in terms of award recognition. Um he might have been the best player on the 41 Bruins who won the cup. Let's uh, let's see who his competition is. Um, he uh, he led the playoffs in games, wins, shutouts, and minutes, and he played every game. Notably not in GAA, but um, let's see who the competition is. Milt Schmidt had 11 points in 11 games, and nobody else came close to a point per game. So... But Brimzik's GAA was two oh four. Uh and he played every minute. He had one shutout, he was eight and three. So it's between Schmidt and uh Brimzik, and I guess it depends sort of like obviously you would be nice to know Schmidt's ice time and also uh Flash Hollett's ice time. Yep. Um but
1: uh yeah, it's probably Brimzik, right? Yeah, probably. you gotta think so. Yeah.
0: Um and then uh, he he, um, he won more than one cup. He was also uh, the starter of the 39 Bruins, who led the playoffs in games, wins, and minutes, played every game. Um, and then uh, he was also the starter on the Bruins in 46, who were a runner-up. He led the playoffs in games and minutes, and he played every game again. And then in 38, they were also a runner-up Um and he let the playoffs and losses and gold against goals and gets and played every game. Um, and then he also, he had some, you know, the, made the playoffs many other times in which he basically played every game. He was, he was the Bruins goalie for this period. He did not like very few other, he basically didn't allow someone else to take his job. Smart he man. also, um, won the Calder, the now the AHL trophy, but was the, then the IAHL trophy. Um, in 38 and he had a five and three record 186 ga but no shutouts um so he's good um he's not turk Broda, but he's good But he's good yeah and it just seems like he's one of those guys who was he worked he played like crazy he was always good enough you know Mm -hmm. like uh always but i mean they were in four cup finals he won two of them but um still they made the cup final four times this is the bruins who then didn't make the cup finals again until the 70s yeah or late 60s 70s um and uh you know he he was not necessarily the best goalie in the league all the time his GAA numbers are not amazing but he played a ton and uh the bruins were were a good team while he was there mm-hmm. uh, so i feel like you know he's I mean, the success mostly came at the beginning of his career. Yeah, a hell of a rookie year, man. He won the cup in his rookie year and the Vesna and the Calder. Like what a
1: rookie year he had! That's got to be what? one of the best rookie years in the history of the NHL. Yeah, how, uh, how old how old was he when he came in? He was twenty three. Okay, oh, that's really good then. Yeah, he's not that old. Yeah, but he, you know, he was still like he, he had some like he'd won the other Calder. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, he wasn't a he wasn't like an eighteen year old kid coming. Yeah, in, yeah. but Still, yeah. twenty three is like not that old for a goalie. Yeah, or so. and he and he stands as you know one of the great early
0: American players, arguably still probably one of the great American goalies ever. Yeah. At, especially by all star teams, I mean he he absolutely has more end of season in all star teams than any other American goalie. I think it's safe to say. Um, yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys who like I think he's 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 a deserving Hall of Famer, but he's also like not, you know, clearly not one of the greatest goalies of all time.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah.
0: All right. So to wrap up, uh Toe Blake. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Induct him as a player, induct him as a coach. Yep. But twice. Why not? uh
1: babe pratt babe pratt um because we don't know enough about defensemen to know if he like sort of i i think his stats as like an offensive defenseman especially when you take out the guys who kind of double dipped as forwards then i yeah. think yeah he he, he belongs but it, it'd be nice to have more information for sure yeah yeah I, I i agree i think
0: i wouldn't kick him out at this point um I think that one season there is pretty impressive, and there were two really good offensive seasons. It's really hard to know. I mean, if if people say think he wasn't a very good, you know, people who watch them think he wasn't a very good defensive defenseman, then I'm willing to say no. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, I think so. And then Brimsek, uh, Brimsek, yeah. I mean, he it sounds like he was sort of the second best goalie of his era. So yeah. I I'd, I'd say, you know, he's not Turk Broda sort of greatest of all time conversation, but like, you know, a good enough goalie and has enough cup wins and didn't necessarily play on the best team, but still managed to win cups. I'd say he probably belongs.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think he's definitely like not quite like he was a workhorse. He reminds me a little bit of Ed Jackman, except he has better, he has better numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he played a ton, yeah. And initially, like for the first few years, he was—I mean—he won two cups in his uh, first three seasons in the league, <laughs> so yeah. he was very good to start. And then after that, I mean, I don't know if the team got worse or. And then they made four finals, right? They made four finals in yeah. a ten-year career, include and he also went to World War Two and came back. Yeah. Which I, you know. So, yeah, I, I think he has to be. Um, also, there's also the pioneer aspect of it, right? Yeah. For sure. Being an early American star. But I do think he's maybe not quite, like you said, he's he's definitely at least second. I mean, Broda is the best goalie of this era. But yeah, um, uh, yeah I mean, it's, uh, or well, I mean, depending on, uh, he's the best goalie of the late 40s. I guess early 40s yeah. and late 30s would be probably Bill Dernan. But anyway. Um, yeah, I mean he's certainly he has one of the greatest rookie seasons it seems like in history. Uh, th- so thirty-three, nine and one, uh, one fifty-six GAA, ten shutouts. He never came close to that again. Eleven point three goalie point shares. He first team All Star, wins the Calder, wins the Besna, and then wins the Stanley
1: Cup. Sounds so pretty impressive to for me. your your rookie goalie, I think. Yeah. Yes, I would say so. Yeah. yeah. All right,
0: uh, that's it for this episode. Next episode, we're going to be talking about Ken Reardon, Elmer Lack, and Max Bentley. And then the episode after that, we're going to be talking about Emile Bouchard, or Butch Bouchard, uh, Teeter Kennedy, and Ted Lindsay. Uh, And then somehow, (laughs) we will be done the class of 1966. (laughs) The insanely, and it's just just bad from here on out. They're like, some of these
1: 60s classes are just crazy. I don't understand, but anyway they just had to jam all those guys in there before they all died i guess
0: yeah it's so funny too because it's not like,
1: <coughs> you know it's not
0: like any of them uh well only ten, ten Lindsay had just retired but the rest of them had not just retired the rest of them retired in the 50s or mm-hmm. late 40s So, like it's very weird anyway i don't know like they were probably inducting lots of old timers prior to this right the hall yeah. was relatively young in 66 so mm-hmm probably just like they all sat down like we
1: got to get this guy in we got to get that guy in we got to get yeah. just like don't forget about him
0: <laughs> yeah 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 and then yeah. uh one day they're like oh shit we have like living people who are not inducted who probably belong in the hall of fame mm-hmm. this was not this was a class where i'm like yeah this is fine yeah <laughs> you know where or at least the first three of them i mean the rest of them i'm pretty sure most of them i think are going to be fine but like you know there are some years where you're just like like yeah. with broda and Colville and Oliver. Mm. it's like Broda was good and the other two you're like uh, okay those are some choices yeah yeah anyway all right uh, that's it
1: for this episode thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time